Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to another episode of Voices of the Vic podcast. We're here today to do an opposition view as when we record on this Wednesday, we are playing Preston North End on Saturday, the 16th of December. Uh, and here to join me is a Preston fan, Jack. Jack, thank you very, very much for joining me tonight. Um, uh, how's, how's everything with you? You all good? I'm all right, thank you. I'm, um, yeah, keeping well, looking forward to Christmas. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, likewise. I'll, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the masses of football that's on over Christmas. So, uh, ones that preferably don't involve Watford stressing me out, but... Um, we're obviously here to talk about the Preston-Watford game. Let's dive straight into it with Preston. Just looking back on last season, because we actually finished on identical points. We finished 11th, you finished 12th. Uh, 63 points, six points adrift of the playoffs in the end. How was last season seen as, as a whole? Because the only reason I ask that is you had quite a start. Was it like something like the first eight games you didn't concede a goal or something? We were We were one of those teams you played and we played out two nil-nil draws, but I seem to remember you had a really good start. So, with that in mind, how was finishing sort of mid-table scene? Yeah, it, it was a bizarre start, because um, as good as the start was, because we didn't concede, like you say, for eight games, I think we only won two of those games, possibly. Um, you, you, but it was a really, really difficult sort of period for us to score goals, but equally, it was a fantastic period. I think we broke a, a, a record that uh, I've been lasting for like 50, 60 years. So it was a fantastic start defensively, but offensively we weren't scoring enough goals. Um, and I think the record of us last year was 45 goals in 46 games, which mm-hmm. if you want to get into top six, you want to be in that that sort of playoffs in the summer, you need to be able to score more goals than that. Um, and we didn't score as, as many goals as we would have liked. We were okay defensively, um, but I think... Coming into the season, most North End fans would have said if there was three games left and we had a chance, an outside chance of making the top six, they probably would have taken it because our budgets lie differently to the likes of yourselves who have had mm. parachute payments and years of being in the Premier League. So I think coming away from the season, despite us being level, I think North End fans will have been a lot more positive about the season compared to yourselves, uh, where expectations may have been higher. And of course, our Rivals got relegated where your rivals went on <laughs> their best season in donkey yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's quite interesting you've said that, actually, saying that going into the last three games, you were still sort of looking and, and possibly in the hunt because last season for us, we weren't looking at it like that at all. Like We weren't looking at it thinking, well, we only just missed out. We were like, that was one of the worst seasons we, you know, we, we could have endured, you know, lots of managers as usual, lots of injuries players not looking like they give a crap, to be honest. Um, let, talking of managers, you've still got Ryan Lowe in charge. Now, he's got a record of 98 games and he's won 38, drawn 26 and lost 34. What's the general feel throughout Preston fans of the job he's doing at the moment or has done since he came in, sorry? I think I think he's done the sort of job that 
you'd have expected following in the footsteps of Alex Neal and Simon Grayson, who kind of stabilised North End. And every year, I mean, I think this is our ninth year of being in the Championship now, um, continuously, and we've not been in a relegation battle in any of them. We've not been looking over over our shoulder. Um, and in, in a couple of those seasons, we've been thinking, yeah, we're going to make the top six. So we've got an outside chance. I think we finished seventh, ninth, twelfth mm. last year. We finished eleventh uh, two times under Simon Grayson. Obviously, right now we're seventh in the league. So I think as a North End supporter, um, because we've kind of come up from League One and we're quite a well-run club in terms of finance, finance financially, mm. um, we don't bring in the calibre of players that, you know, the likes of Leicester have or even the likes of yourselves and Norwich have who have been in the the uh, the, the Premier League a couple of years ago. So to be a North End fan, I think all you want from your team is to see that they are competing week in, week out, which under Ryan Lowe has been an interesting one because points tally-wise, it's been pretty decent. Um, mm. Like I say, last year, finishing 12th, being 7th in the league, that's overachieving for North End if you compare it to where the budget lies. But I think what's upset a lot of fans is that when we were losing under Alex Neal um, and when we were losing under Grayson, because we were finishing the same places as where Lowe has us, we were getting beat marginally, where there has been a quite a few heavy defeats under Ryan Lowe. Yeah. Um, 4-0 a couple of weeks ago against Middlesbrough. We, uh, we've, I think, got beat 4-1 against Blackburn um, in his first year in charge as well. So there has been quite a few heavy defeats along the way that I've kind of banished to the back of my mind so they're not coming to me straight away. But um, I think that has upset a few North End fans and you're always going to get your portion of North End fans that every time you lose a couple, they're going to want um, the manager sat that that's football for you. You know, pe- some people react emotionally that some people would love to be, will probably go for a pint with your owner because they would probably go through four managers a season as well. But I think the more... I wouldn't say sensible-minded, but the more um, less emotive-minded would appreciate the work that Ryan Lowe is doing. And ultimately, North End is seventh in the league, one point off the playoffs right now, nearly at the halfway stage. It's been a good season um, and it was a really good start to the season. We had a bit of a dip. We won last night. So, Ryan Lowe is is pretty well-liked at North End. But I think it's fair to say that um, perhaps he isn't as well-loved as maybe some from the outside looking in would think he would be loved because mm. we aren't performing to the certain level every single week. We're scabbing a lot of results. We're getting beaten heavily at times. But at the end of the day, you get judged on results and we're seventh in the league and, and that's good for North End. Well, absolutely. That that You've you've sort of answered the, the next question, really. You know, you've from the outside looking in, you have started the season well. I know you said there's been a, a couple of hefty defeats in there, but... Um, you know, you, you won last night, as you say, against Huddersfield. You're seventh place, just a point outside the playoffs. In terms of, you've mentioned how the last few seasons, you know, you've come close with the playoffs and everything else. What What's the sort of feel around the camp in terms of expectation for this season? Are, are you happy to maybe finish just outside the playoffs again? Do, do you want to make that step further and think, no, you know what, why, why can't we go and compete in the playoffs? Or... or what what what's what's the feel around where where you want to be come the end of the season, realistically? Well, Peter Ridsdale, who basically runs a club, kind of came in um, a couple of weeks ago during the international break and said 
that the first target is always survival, um, which is mm. which is fair enough. Um, I don't think anyone's ever thinking, you know, let's get 21st, 20th. But the first thing is survival because, you know, we're not one of the biggest spenders in the league. Um, but I think other than maybe the first three seasons that we've been in the championship, the two under Grace and the first one under Neil, I'm pretty sure every fan's expectation will have been, let's be in and around mid-table towards mm. the periphery of the playoffs. Um, no, if we get top six, it's a fantastic season. We haven't been in the championship playoffs since Alan Irvine um, 14, 15 years ago. So it would be a massive achievement for us to get into top six. Mm. But just to be in and around there, you know, be between 14th to, to 7th and going into the last few weeks of the season, you've got a chance. And that that's what um, Neil always used to say. If you're in and around the playoffs when you come up to March and April, then you've got mm. a real chance. And um, I think that's the expectation that, the hope is top six. You're never going to, you're unlikely to get top two. Um, but we're not expecting us to be in the bottom eight of the division. We we do have a decent calibre of squad of players now. But I definitely think that the expectation is probably mid-table and try and, and get as close as possible to the top six. And then anything can happen. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned there, you know, you've not been in the playoffs since under Alan Irvine. I remember... The season that we went up in 0506, uh, the playoffs was Watford, Crystal Palace, Leeds, and Preston, uh, and uh, yeah, the, the, quite a while ago now. So it, uh, it'll be interesting to see how you do um, from from the outside. Because for me personally, I always love to see a team that you don't quite expect to get in the playoffs. So I, a few seasons ago, it was Barnsley under Valerian Ishmael, and. Uh, yeah, you guys have sort of been knocking on the door, so hopefully someone might answer this time round. But hopefully we sneak in there as well. But in terms of pressing against Watford, then um, I know the last season two absolutely bore fests, nil nil. Have you got any memories of any games between us that sort of stick out, or have, have you have you sort of pushed them to the back of your mind as well? Because granted, I'm trying to think now. I'm maybe I have to go back quite a few. Well, in fact. Maybe in lockdown for me was probably, uh, but but for yourself, have you got any that stick out? Um, well, it's funny you say that the two nil nils were Borfess and and they were admittedly, mm. but um, I always say one of my favourite memories as a as a football supporter, as a Preston supporter, is watching that home game because I I went um, in August to climb Kilimanjaro, and oh, we've really? gone to we've gone to Tanzania, and this is before we climbed, so like the day before. And uh, it's a three o'clock kickoff, wasn't it? So it wasn't on TV. So if you're in England, you can't watch it. Yeah. And we're thinking, oh, well, we'll just go to a bar and I'm sure they'll get like some dodgy stream for a Premier League game. And one of the lads, we're all North End sports, one of the lads is like, oh, no, we'll get Preston Watford up. <laughs> so we've gone to this Tanzanian bar and um, like it's, it's, it's a real like sort of poor sort of bar. They can barely speak English, um, but we're like showing them the badge of Preston Watford, and like they pl- they they brought in like a whole new TV. They plug in stuff in, and somehow ab- about ten minutes late, so ten minutes into the game, bloody Preston Watford's playing in this <laughs> bar in the middle of Tanzania, oh, where there's about two three hundred like Africans there. We're all with them. We're all watching it, like all having a beer, all having a laugh, like <laughs> chatting to a few of them. And we're watching Preston Watford instead of all the Premier League games that were on. So the that main game that was on was Preston Watford. And I don't <laughs> think they were inviting us back because, like you say... I was going to say, ball. yeah. I wonder if they've shown any Preston or Watford since, but that is absolutely brilliant. I'll, uh, if I ever go to Tanzania, I'll, uh, I'll be sure to pop my head in and uh, <laughs> hopefully he'll uh, stick the game on. 
Uh, yeah, like I say, you know, the last season for us, especially, I think we, like I mentioned at the start, we were one of those games, the eight games where you didn't concede. So I certainly felt like it was very much right. You know, we're on this run where we're not conceding. Keep that up defensively, sound, no problem. But I felt like it was almost like Ryan Lowe had sort of said to the players, shoot on sight. Um, there are very long range efforts. We had Raymond I who's now playing God knows where in some European country who missed an absolute, you know, belter of a chance. Uh, and then the, the home game as well. I think the home game was one of the games where I think Slavin Bilic, that was the first sort of one where murmurs were that he was going to be sacked or he might have been sacked after that. I'm not sure. As you can imagine, I lose track when we sack managers quite. Um, in terms of... Watford's at the moment, you know, we, we lost last night narrowly to Ipswich and we're sort of doing similarly in terms of points per game, etc. Who to Watford need to look out for when we come to Deepdale on Saturday? Have you got one particular player? I know you said results have been a bit inconsistent at the moment, but is there one player where you just look forward to, to watching him play and he, he normally gives the, the opposition a bit of a headache? Well, the, the man that stands out is our captain, Alan Brown, um, who's been with us, I think, 10, 9, 10 years now. Uh, basically, a one-club man. He joined us from Cork City um, yeah. in 2014. So, that's he's coming up to 10 years in January when he joined us. Um, and he's dipped in and out over previous seasons. His probably best spell previously was when he had... He was playing behind the striker and he had Hugh Gill in front of him, Callum Robinson on the left and Aidan McGeady on the right. Um, but this season's probably the best version of Alan Brown we've seen. He's kind of taken the mantle. He's kind of taken that leadership role. He's playing with more energy than ever before. He's, he, in a lot of games this season, when we get the best out of him is when we're playing him higher up as well. And he's mm. playing like a man possessed at times. Um, he got our opening goal last night. He could have had two penalties, two goals within the first 10 minutes. He's just an absolute engine. You know, he never stops running. He's really energetic. He's not the greatest... I'm probably doing a bit of a disservice there by saying he's not the greatest mm. on the ball, but he's not the sort of player that, you know, is going to keep hold of it and retain it. He's one of those that when he gets on the ball, he drives forward, maybe a bit of a like a old school sort of Frank Lampard. You know, he's got that engine. He's a box-to-box player. Um, so I think if there's any player that you kind of should watch out for this weekend, it's, it's probably him because he's been our been our star man. Um, but it's safe to say, even, those, even in those years where he hasn't done as well, He's still been one of the key men and he's our captain, which, you know, every, even though he's not, he's not a Prestonian and he's Irish, um, it's, everyone wants that sort of player for the team that's played for them for nine, ten years and everyone loves, everyone loves him. You know, everyone yesterday on Twitter was just going, let's build him a statue. All the songs (laughs) were about him. Everyone loves him. Yeah, it sounds very similar to what we had with Troy before he left and completely fucked his reputation up for going on a podcast. But hey ho, um, it's quite interesting as well. Just looking through your squad list, you've you know, you obviously got Will Keane. He's your top goal scorer, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's on five. Uh, our top goal scorer is only on seven. Uh, he's someone that we were linked with as well. Uh, I know Chad Evans at the moment. Um, he's he's had a bit of a bizarre injury, so. Um, I don't know if there's a time frame being put on when he might be back, but uh, it, it's basically repetitive sort of uh, damage to his body over the years of playing football, it sounds like. it's uh, Like I say, it's very bizarre. One man as well, I'm quite interested. I, I had a look before we come on, and 
he sort of only gets minutes here and there. But in terms of Robbie Brady, I know he's obviously getting on a bit. Does does he just not fit the way that Ryan Lowe plays? Because on his day, he's got one hell of a delivery. And one thing, especially with Watford, I, I do worry about is set pieces uh, in general. And having someone like Robbie Brady in your squad, you, that you definitely, you know, could do us damage. And you've got Patrick Bauer at the back again. I don't know if he's playing much. He's, he's quite a big lump of a defender and um, Calvin Ramsey as well. So that, that sort of worries me a little bit. Is, is Brady playing at all or? Um, he's not playing as much as he did last year. I remember, I think it was that game at home last year. I thought, I think I'm pretty sure he played that game and I'm mm. pretty sure I came away saying he was one of our better players that game. Um, and he played quite a lot, a, a large spell of last season, but this season, um, he's not had the best of years. He, had, he got a sending off um, a few weeks ago, two silly yellow cards, really, that he picked up. He's making silly mistakes as well. Um, mm. And we've seen more of uh, 18-year-old Kian Best, who is from Preston, that's kind of just come in out of nowhere. It's played for the England under-19s in the recent international break. And he's a very similar player to Brady. So, like, when you say, is he not suiting Lowe's style of play? I think Brady is the sort of player that suits Lowe's style of play. He's an attacking fullback. He likes to whip balls in. He likes to get crosses in early as well. Um, but he, I, I don't know what it is with him, because I think right at the start, and I was well on board with them giving him another new contract when they did it in the summer but I think it's fair to say he's been one of our weak links this season when he has played um, mm -hmm. giving the ball away cheaply like I say he's just not showing that sort of quality that you know you can see from Robbie Brady but he's 31 years old now so he's coming to the latter stages of his career so um, I'd expect actually on Saturday that we'll play Liam Miller who's on loan from Basel used to be at Liverpool um, Canadian international. I expect he will play left wing back. He was brilliant last night. Uh, if you get a chance, check out the second goal against Huddersfield, the way he's created the goal. Um, and then he's just played it a through ball for, for Will Keane just to slot into the back of the net. But he was, uh, he was dynamite last night. And in terms of giving maybe Watford fans a, a little bit of hope, what areas do you think Watford can exploit on Saturday? I don't want to give away too much information. Um, no, I think I think the way I was talking about this on the way back from the game last night, I think the way Ismail used to play, like mm -hmm. that he became accustomed to when he was Barnsley manager, when he's West Brom manager, sort of, you know, coaching off the ball, kind of getting the ball into um, the forward areas and using a lot of pressing, which we haven't really seen at Watford. It's been a bit more of a slow sort of possession-based style, I believe. Yeah. Um, I would say the slow possession-based style suits North End more because yeah. North End aren't a great team on the ball. We're, I think we're 22nd for most possession. Um, so we don't like having the ball and we've struggled at home when a team has come and gone. Set, they set off and go, right, it's your job to break us down. And we don't really have that creativity in the squad. We're not the most creative side. We're very much a side that is pretty decent off the ball we can press well we can um we can defend deep on the edge of our box but Watford Watford if you come to us and try and play like a slow possession based style I think we'll enjoy that with the home crowd hopefully we'll get yeah. a decent crowd with us coming up to Christmas now and um, I think North End will enjoy that but 
if Ismail wants to play a bit more direct, because I know you, you, I don't think you're anywhere near the top of like the possession uh, metrics. I think mean, you're seventh or eighth. I was looking at it before, so you're not like as possession dominant as maybe a, a Southampton are. But if he wants to be a bit more direct and play into, is it Ravajic up top? Yeah, Ravajic. This is one problem we're having at the moment. Unless you put it on a plate for him in the anywhere between sort of the six and twelve yard line, he he doesn't do anything. Like he right. won't press, or or he he seems reluctant to press. Uh, his hold up play is virtually non-existent. He tries to link it up as much as he can, but if he, he he lives off scoring from those out swinging crosses. So um, yeah, I mean, in terms of having a, a forward that might press, we've got vacuum bio. What would you say? If we were to come and maybe bring that high press and that high energy, do you think North End would deal with that well? Is that something you, you seem well equipped to do with? Or Yeah, I mean, I think Lowe will be prepared to not have much of the ball. Um, mm. Because like you say, Watford have, have favoured having possession of the ball more than North End have, and Watford, despite your position at the table, and maybe your expectations have been lowered this year because... Um, it's a bit of like a rebuilding job. Yeah, I still think Lowe will think a draw at home against Watford is a good result because mm-hmm. you you have some quality players in that starting eleven, um, and man to man, if you are you know picking out who costs more, who's on more wages, or who's played at a higher level, Watford would beat North End in, I imagine, a good eight, nine, maybe ten or eleven man to man positions if you're comparing the two starting elevens on. Saturday, so I think Lowe will be prepared to sit off. Um, but as I say, if, if Watford kind of come with a different game plan and kind of sit off themselves and force us to play, then I think that will suit yourselves more. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it sounds like it could be either you know quite a, a frustrating day. We uh, we went to Huddersfield, um, I don't know how many games ago now, I've, I've tried to forget it as best as I can, and it was whilst they were on this terrible run of. Have not been able to win or, or pick any points up, and we went there, and it was just very slow, a bit like England's in the fact they get the ball forward, think, oh, is this an opportunity? No, we'll go back to the goalkeeper and start again. And uh, I think the last few games we've sort of seen the tempo rise a bit, you know, narrowly lost to Ipswich, who won a hell of a team. I, I think them and Leeds so far, who we've faced. Um, I, I think they stand out for me. Leicester, for me, just didn't do it for me. I think the reason that they are where they are is because of the quality they've got. They can afford to be shit because they've got the quality players. Um, but, you know, we, we definitely went toe-to-toe with, with Ipswich, which, you know, a, a lot of teams would, would absolutely take. And we were very lucky to come away with no points. But it sounds like it could be, uh, could be quite a frustrating day. And Watford don't travel well. We beat Hull away recently a couple of weeks ago and then we beat Swansea away I want to say in November I could be wrong November or October it was and that was our first away win in 297 days so we really don't travel well so it'll be interesting to see how we're going to set up because last night was evident as well that we need to ring the changes because some of the players look absolutely knackered um now, we usually finish by asking for a score prediction. So, for, uh, firstly, are you going to the game on Saturday? I wish I was. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm going to Mexico. So, oh. I'm, I'm actually 
I'm, it's a 10 hour flight. So yeah. I was asking my, I'm going with my girlfriend. Um, and I was asking her whether she thinks there'll be any Wi Fi on the plane. Because on these like long distance flights, I know sometimes they do have like Wi Fi or whatnot. Mm. Um, and she was like, Why is it to watch the football? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that or keep, keep following the score. Well, I, yeah. I just want to keep following the score. Because, um, like I say, even though I, I work sometimes, even sometimes I work on a Saturday, so I can't get to all the North End games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I always make sure that I've got the 3 p.m. slot available so I can always watch North End games. So I think this is one of the first ones I haven't watched, whether it be on TV mm-hmm. um, or at uh, at the game. So I'm going to be in Mexico, so I'm going to arrive at about 7 p.m. Um, English time. So I'm going to straight away see the score and I'm hoping for a positive one. And, and, and what score are you going for? I'm gonna go um, one-one. I'm gonna. I think it'll be a tight game. Yeah, I, to be honest, I, I, that's what I'm. I'm sort of leaning more towards a one-one. Definitely, like like I say, we we don't win much away. I uh, I never feel as positive away as I do at home. You know, we could be playing bottom of the league away, and I'd still go there with my doubts. But at home, I just think we're a completely different animal. So it'll definitely be interesting. Bearing in mind what you've said. Uh, we usually sign off with with a game, but uh, I must admit the the game that we usually play is asking if the opposition fan can name as many players that have played for both. But I've done a bit of research, and firstly, the website that I use didn't want to give Watford and Preston, uh, and then secondly, after I did some research, it seems like there's only one anyway, uh, and that was Joe Garner. So um, they, it doesn't look like there was any others. So uh, it would have been a bit of a waste of time anyway. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on tonight, Jack. Um, I, 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 like I say, I wish you all the best. One of my best mates from Birmingham's a, a big Preston fan, so I've always had a bit of a soft spot for uh, for Preston North End. And other than the two games, I uh, I really hope you, it goes well for you guys this season. And uh, maybe it won't be too long before you're knocking on that door for the playoffs. Thank you. I I appreciate that. Um, and and the same to yourselves. And I hope that um, Valerian Ishmael gets the time at Vicarage Road, unlike so many, so many before him, because as a, I'm a, I'm a manager lover. Like I, I'm obsessed with football managers mm. and Watford for me are the most infuriating club to follow <laughs> because as soon as you're going a bad run, it's like, right, chopping axe, chopping axe. Mm. And it's like, and even Ismail's not doing that great of a job this year, but it's nice and it's refreshing to see that he's getting a bit of time, a bit of stability because that's what you desperately need. Absolutely, and considering the amount of sackings in the championship so far, and we've uh, we've not been one of them. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, we, he knows that we know that there's a rebuild on the go, and these things take time. And it looks like we're giving him the players he wants to suit his style of play, and we're giving him the time that he needs. And if there's going to be a bad run of results, let him ride it out. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, we'll reap the benefits from that. But appreciate you coming on tonight, and uh, thank you guys for watching this video. Remember, if you like it, don't forget to drop a like on the bottom of the video. Uh, don't forget to hit subscribe as well, and uh, and leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. But uh, yeah, we'll be back on Sunday. I don't know who yet. We'll have to decide that. But uh, like I said, myself and Cam are going to the game, so it might well be myself and Cam. Uh, But we'll be back on Sunday to review the Preston North End game. But till then, stay safe, everyone. Take care and come on, you horns. 
Sports Social Podcast Network.